with beer. Hey, podcast kittens, it's Cat the Cat and Lady Beer. Welcome to another exciting installment of Cat with Beer. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes. We are here today in the best cute radio studio in Tokyo. This is it. Our guests, we have some guests here as well. <laughs> Please welcome, welcome to the Mel and Brandon. Yes. yes, Please give us a quick introduction of yourself. Nano, go for it. I think I might be deaf in my left ear. <laughs> That's her name, her artist name. I think I might be deaf in my left ear. The artist formerly known as me. Yeah, but this is so great to be here. Um, my name is Nano. I am a bilingual singer in Japan. I do anime songs, J-pop, J-rock, what have you. I'm just a rock and roller at heart, and I'm so so happy to be here with you guys. Thank you. We're happy here. Thank you for coming. Stuff. And yourself, sir. Uh, thank guys. My name is Brandon. I am the general manager at a company called EsidiB here in Tokyo. Basically, I do contents planning, uh, contents production. I work on anime production committees. I formerly worked at the voice actor and talent uh, management agency Hori Pro International. Uh, basically, I was like a voice actor manager, musical artist manager, and so on. But for a guy with a face like this one, it's quite rare for someone to say I managed voice actors or I managed musical artists. So I hope I'll be able to talk to you guys a little bit about that kind of rare history in Japan. In guys, Japan, in Japan, coming yeah. in today. So, 100%. but thanks so much for having us. No, thank you. With that resume, it sounds like you're going to say I actually own the building, or is it you know, because of me? This, and I run this whole thing. This building. You have a very nice haircut, Brandon. I appreciate. No, I said when we came in today, like you, you mentioned such a nice haircut, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm always like wondering for like tips on like like how to do this because this isn't me like I don't normally go in front of cameras I don't normally you know do this kind of stuff I'm mostly really? behind the scenes person but you've I scrubbed think, up very well yeah <laughs> no I appreciate no, but it but no. he said that no. it's, it's his first time being on this side of this no that's right for the radio because so like really special so the, this camera today. right here like you guys can't see it but in the booth on the other side over here where on like the, the YouTube channel you'll also be able to see oh yeah, yeah the booth on this side over <laughs> here where the engineer sits right I you know as a former artist manager would normally be on that side of the window mm. looking in so it's you know looking debut. ominous right well, but on this side at Bunka Hoso here we are today this is the first time how does so. it feel like to be on this side of the screen does it does it feel any different? Special, like like I'm actually an artist, which I am absolutely not. Like not like you. <laughs> oh are, yes, so. you are. Honor, Come on, you're an, an artist. Honor and honor and exactly. Appreciate it. Quickly explaining why we both have you in a set. Please. You guys have a podcast together. Yes, we do. So we're actually splitting today's podcast into two parts. One yep. part is going to be here on Cat with Beard, and then the second part later is going to go over to your podcast, yep. which is absolutely. called Nano, Nano to, the, to the, world. the World. Yes. Round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. This is fantastic. Nano so to Cat the with world. Beard from Japan and Nano to the World. Yes. Are collaborating today on this wonderful podcast day, ladies and gentlemen. It is happening. It is happening now, Same. right now. Moment in history. This Ooh. is incredible. So. No, no. Wow! <laughs> I heard you've worked on a lot of amazing projects and a lot of songs for anime. So can you show some off or tell us about some of them? Yeah, um, actually, this year happens to be my tenth year, Ooh. so it's a very special milestone for me. What's your skincare? My skincare. Yeah, you do. What's your tenth year? Like, we're just like, oh my god! No, this is coming from <laughs> someone who looks so pretty and beautiful, right? It's all the the chocolate and the sweets. <laughs> oh no! I think that goes for me too because I'm a huge lover of chocolate and ice cream. So maybe maybe that's it's working. Aren't these like all the things you're not supposed to eat? If you're supposed to have good skin. Sorry, continue. Please yeah, go ahead. No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> but so ten year milestone. Ten years. So tell us yeah. about some of the projects you worked on that people might know. 
Um, actually, so so over the ten years, I've done many different types of、um, musical works in my career, and I've been very very lucky to be able to do、um, tie-ups for. I think my first tie-up was for、um, an NHK anime called Fibrain,、mm-hmm. <laughs> and that. Now or never was my debut、uh, sort of anime type song, and that goes way back. And that's one of still one of my favorite songs. And I've also done animes like Batum, No Pain No Game,、um, Arpeggio Bustile, Savior of Song. That one kind of is probably the most well known out、mm. of all my songs, and a lot of other、um, songs from different types as well. But I've also done like games as well and、uh, musical themed stories and yeah,、Whoa. I'm still hoping to be able to do more in the future. That's so、yes. impressive. You are living every、uh, otaku's dream <laughs> of、oh, singing、really? anime songs in Japan, right? Wow. And、that's... you are not born and raised in Japan, so what、yeah. brings you here? Oh, music, really.、Um, I was born in New York, raised in Oregon, so that's on the west west coast. And you can tell from my accent that I'm so totally not New York anymore. But yeah, yeah at heart I am. Of oh, course, my gosh. But, yeah, but、um, at a very young age, I came about music, and just music was the most passionate thing for me. Like I, I never felt so much passion toward anything、um, other than music, and so I was like. I've got to do this in the future. I've got to make this my career, and then I I met anime music, which changed my、um, sort of insight or feelings about music in general. And I felt that it was more entertainment based than a lot of the music that I、uh, grew up listening to. Oh, so you say anime music can be different from normal Japanese music? I do think so.、Mm-hmm. And I grew up listening to a lot of Western music as well. So that was a huge eye opener for me. You know how like anime openings are so. Catchy,、mm-hmm. and then you have the opening animation, which goes so well with the song、mm-hmm. itself, and it just was so like exciting for me. And I was like, I want to sing these songs, and so I was like, but in order to sing these, I have to go to Japan and re sort of、um, like get to know my roots again because I'm Japanese. I love Jap- Japan, and I don't know how, but miraculously, I was able to come to Japan in my early teens. The early teens. In my early teens. Oh, that's young. Yeah, and、uh, I didn't、um, immediately make a debut. Of course, I had to go through a lot of self, you know, studying about music. I did a lot of auditions. I did、um, internet singing. Like, you know, I uploaded my cover songs onto Nico Nico Doga on YouTube.、Oh, Nico Nico Doga. Nico Nico Doga, right? Yeah. So that was my huge start.、Mm-hmm. And then I met my director. And he signed me and a major contract, and、Ooh. I miraculously released a debut album single, and then from there it was just a, a rush of music for me. I think it was、man. not a miracle. I think you're you're pretty hardworking you together pretty in Japan. Hard,、yeah. no, no miracles happen. It's all it's your hard work. I'm sure、well. you know that. But, <laughs> but you decided you were going to pick yourself up and move yourself to Japan. It was not like someone came and picked you up and said you'll. Like it wasn't your family moving to Japan? It was the、decided. exact opposite. I dragged my parents to Japan. Really? I said, you know, if you don't take me to Japan, then you know what's gonna happen. My、oh、God, if I'd said、right. that to my parents, I would have been slapped <laughs> to the other side of the country. I think, like in my entire life, the 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 biggest tantrum that I made was that moment when I said. 
Mom, I'm just gonna go to Japan or else my life's over. And then I had a wow. huge tantrum. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my life's gonna end if I don't go to Japan. And mm -hmm. so we sold the house. And oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! Right! <laughs> so this is at what age? At, it was like middle school. Hmm. So like what, 12, 13? I think so, somewhere around there. Oh my hmm. gosh, if I sure, could... Sure, my life's over unless I get a Lamborghini! To <laughs> <laughs> Japan! That worked for me. But it worked, but it wasn't by calculation. It was really like genuine, like emotion for me. Mm, pure I emotion, really true. did feel that my life would be over and that I wouldn't have a future if I didn't pursue singing as a career. Wow! And like your calling. Yeah, and since then I've never even once imagined myself doing anything else. I've never mm. wanted to do anything else. Of course, I've done like you know part-time jobs and mm. stuff, but it was all like for this for sole purpose. Mm. Yeah. Wow! Did I must. Sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. I, I admired this passion of saying, like, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket. I'm going to try and get my whole family to move. This is my dream. I'm going to make it happen. That's what I'm saying. Not It's not a miracle that you hear. It's hard work mm. and a bit of a tantrum, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we all need that, right? Did you have a tantrum, Benny? Tantrum? I don't think it was a tantrum, though. Like, I... I can't imagine Brandon mm. having a tantrum. He's always, like, so totally logical. And Usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Usually really flat. You probably yeah. have some German ancestry in you somewhere there, then. Yes, that's right. On my father's side, actually. Oh, wait, I, I could tell that yeah. there's the German rationality. Oh. I like it very much. <laughs> Bring it on, dear. Maybe, maybe exactly. our hearts were resonating a little bit when we came <laughs> into the room, right? No, for me, it wasn't a tantrum. Like, are, are we going on to me? Is oh, that, yeah, go, go, me, go, 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 go. I've had enough of my history. No, like, I think for all of us that finally, you know, we got this idea in our heads that we wanted to be somewhere else, mm -hmm. that we were interested in other countries or other cultures or other languages, and then we finally you know, at some point made that decision and something was there to push us to make that decision. Um, in Nano's case, it was feeling that music is the core of your essence and what you want to do going forward, right? For me, um, wasn't a tantrum. I, I was interested in Japanese culture, like vaguely, I guess, obliquely from a young age. Um, like when I was back at home in the United States, like in elementary school, middle school, yeah, on Cartoon Network and other, you know, like channels in the U.S., they had some Japanese anime. So it was like Dragon Ball and other things mm -hmm. like that. And I think at the time, like, I didn't know that it was Japanese anime. It was just some cartoon that was on TV that mm -hmm. I was watching, right? But I think slowly I started to figure out that this was from Japan. Okay, cool, it's from Japan. You know, no, no big deal, right? When I got into high school, um, this is dating myself a little bit, um, Netflix was still doing like their rental games by mail service. Oh, that's what? interesting. Really? That's how Netflix started. They right, started. way back in the day. And um, you could do video game rentals through Netflix and they would send you the CD in the mail just like they would send you a DV in the mail. Um, so I, you know, was getting like game subscriptions and stuff for the mail. One of the games that happened to come through was a game called Samurai Warriors or in Japanese Sengoku Musou. Ah, right. And I don't know why, like, Oh, it looks interesting. Oh, you know, it's related to Japan. Maybe I'll be interested in it. So I was playing it. And yeah, it was a great game. I enjoyed it. You know, thank you, Koei. I appreciate it <laughs> at the time. But then there was one day where I changed the settings for whatever reason from English into Japanese. Mm. And it's important that this was the first Sengoku Musou game, Samurai Warriors game, because the later ones, they removed the Japanese audio from some of them. Oh. I think on Steam now, yeah, obviously I you can really get the Japanese that. audio on Steam, mm. but when they were worried about you know, the size of the data you can put in a CD, mm. then you know, at the time, they started removing the Japanese audio, but the first one still had it. And so I changed the audio into Japanese one day, and a certain character that I really, really liked, um, his name is Akechi Mitsuhide, and he, his voice came through the speakers. And I heard this voice, this Japanese voice actor's voice coming out of the speakers. And everything was different 
for me oh. after that point. Wow. You know, I liked anime. I liked, you know, watching Japanese anime. I liked watching, you know, cartoons and animation growing up. But this was the first time that it really hit me that this was a career, that someone was behind this person. Someone made this their profession to sound, to make this character come to life, right? Mm. And the voice of Akechi Mitsuhide is Midorikawa Hikaru. Um, he's a very famous male voice actor. And after that point, I said, well, I have to study Japanese, and I have to go to Japan, and I have to find some way to be a part of this thing. Um, so your calling right. was more towards voice acting. That was the entrance to it. Mm -hmm. And I went to university, a Japanese major, um, Japanese graduation thesis, you know, did all wow. of that, came to Japan back in 2011. Uh, it was a week and a half after the earthquake. So, oh, wow. We don't talk about tantrums, but we can talk about the, the you know, oh, wow. at least the explanations that had to be made to the family that you were oh, yeah. going to this place, right? But my family, you know, eventually was okay with it, came over in 2011. And uh, did a whole bunch of English teaching, as you can imagine, mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. But finally had the opportunity in about 2018, I guess it was, um, through a really long story. Basically, a friend of mine worked at a radio station, voice actor worked at a radio station. You like voice actors, come to the radio station, please be on their you know, show. And through that one radio appearance with that voice actor, um, I made the connections with Toy Pro. Oh, wow. Called them up one day and said, hey, I want a job. Got the interview, got the job, and suddenly, you wow. know, someone who was drawn to Japan by voice actors was managing one. Oh. And I, I think that's an interesting story. I think we all have stories like that. Mm. Something that draws us to come here, and then we finally achieve that. Um, so that's why I'm hoping in the next section of this, we can kind of hear a little bit more about from you guys as well. What draw drew you here? What brought you here? Mm -hmm. um, you two are, are furnaces yeah. of ambition and dedication. Mm -hmm. both <laughs> I, I, I hope so. I hope amazing. so. So you would have started learning Japanese in high school then, yeah? So I started learning on my own. Like I was probably like 15 or 16 uh, when that voice came into my ear from mm -hmm. that game, right? And I said, I have to study. So I bought books, studied on my own. Went to university, studied Japanese university, um, and came she straight here. She knows a lot more Japanese than I do. Really? So you say that, Honestly, right? You say that. Because I, I um, am Japanese in my roots, of right, course, right, and yeah. I speak it on a daily basis. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily uh, study in sure, America. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my knowledge of Japanese is more like something I learned as I lived yeah. and from my parents. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's probably not as very very detailed or very very like academic academic sure. in a way so he he's a lot better in that but sense. then i get told that i'm more academic than i should be sometimes though. <laughs> like, I, I agree no people like i anybody that listens to me talk about it like all because the the what the cabinets in my brain that i can pull words out of are all that very academic history stuff and that kind of stuff that i studied but that's your personality is it yeah he's a very logical person okay. as you can tell that's fantastic mr german roots Listen, it, without you logically minded people, none of this would be happening. This building would be <laughs> falling down, would be sure, rolling sure. around to the sand. Okay, um, let me ask you, this is a very difficult question. And okay, it's bring it on. Cool if you couldn't answer this, how to make it in Japan? What hmm. did you put in to get out where you are now? I think the first thing I always tell people when I get like, questions, DMs on Twitter, for example, like, how did you make it in Japan? Or how did you get to do what you're doing right now? And I think there's two things. The first one is a very, like, what, pro forma thing. You have to learn Japanese. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yes, you do. And yes, you do. I know that there are many 
uh, influencers and many people in Japan that do make it who don't have a high level of Japanese language ability. And maybe they have something that I certainly don't. They have that talent spark mm -hmm. that really draws people to them, high charisma and so on. But on the back end of that, if you can't handle the business level Japanese or you can't make your opinions or make your motivations known to the Japanese producers and executives and people around mm. you, you're always going to be limited to the people that you can charm, the people that um, want to support you because it's you. And that's only about half of what we do in the entertainment industry. Charming. The other half of it is doing the sales work and doing the mm. you know, relationship building and so on to get opportunities that we wouldn't necessarily have to convince people to give us those opportunities. Mm. That's where the Japanese language ability comes in. Mm. You really do need to study it. You really do need at least a base level of it to be able to su be successful, I think. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're going into meetings, you're going into networking right. events, sure. you're hitting up the Kegel, right. you're sending emails with the kanji, all yep, of that. Of course, of course. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm not doing those things. <laughs> well, no, you have a manager to handle it for you, right? Yes, so. I thank you, manager. Let's hear it for the managers. Good job, managers. So, I mean, I could talk all day about being a manager. You know, I talk about it on our podcast all the time, but um, that's the first part of it, I think, to have that support or be able to do it yourself, mm -hmm. right? And now, how did you guys get hooked up? Sure. Well, we um, started off like like we said before, in the same management. Yeah. He was on the managing side and yeah. I was on the artist side. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a, you know, Horipuro is a big company, mm -hmm. but also it's very, like, closed, like a family. Right. And everyone, like, in the music um, part, portion of it mm. quite know each other very well. Well, and especially for people like us. Yeah, where... because it's very mm. rare for someone who sure. can actually, you know, well, not just speak English, but have, you know, English roots and American right. roots and stuff. And so... Um, I always knew that he was there. We yep. didn't directly work together necessarily, but I was always like, you know, I want to get to know him. Mm. It's really nice just to have someone you can speak English to. Actually, in the, the, company. the feeling was very mutual. So at the time. It definitely <laughs> I was. invited him to uh, have a meeting with me once, yep. and I had a meeting with him, and I said, you know, let's be. It'd be really cool if we could like start something together that could cater to the global fans mm -hmm. and we could talk about Japanese entertainment and the real reality of it, you know? Right. And share the wonders of it as well as maybe the hardships of it. And that's mm -hmm. what exactly what we're doing on our podcast. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. Yeah, by the way, everybody, go ahead and check out their podcast, Nano to the World. I was listening to um, episodes of your podcast. Yo, the one you did about behind the scenes at live music shows. Sure. You gotta go and do introductions and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to that going, oh my people. Finally, exactly. someone else. Exactly. No, exactly. Exactly what you guys mm -hmm. said. Exactly what you said before the show. You mm -hmm. just wanna be there and in your own head of and thinking about what you're gonna do mm -hmm. on show. What you said about the most important thing is making sure the artist is 100%, mm -hmm. they can go and do what they've oh, got yeah. to do. And then, then, all of this networking. That you oh yeah. Do, I was listening and I was like, oh my God, this is... That my, makes us so happy. Mm -hmm. My experience, 100%. Yeah. So, so I'm going to try in Rome one more time answer the question. What, to make it in Japan, so there's, there's a lot of detail on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Very, very simply said, bring the Japanese skills. Mm. Now, what else do we bring? I get the first part, bring your Japanese skills. What would you add to it? I think just 
like the the diligence, the the never give up spirit, to be honest,、mm-hmm. because、um, you know Japan is a wonderful place. You know, it's very kind. The people are wonderful. The community is safe. You know, it's all it's all nice. But at the same time, I think Japanese people are very hard workers,、mm-hmm. and they expect you to be very very hardworking when you、um, want to make it in Japan.、Mm-hmm. And I think. Since I was born in the U.S., I'm pretty laid back, and、mm-hmm. I am a pretty like you know, all, you know, all's well that ends well kind of person. So when I came to Japan, a lot of things were very, very culture shocking to me. Like you know how you have to apologize after everything, or like you know you have to be very humble, or you know all these things. And so not just about those things, but you have to respect the culture as well.、Mm-hmm. And that kind of connects with what Brendan said as well. But you know, know your Japanese culture. Respect、sure. that Japanese culture, but it's a very fine line because I went through a very hard stage in my life where I, because I look Japanese as、mm-hmm. well,、um, you know, I tried to be too Japanese and、mm-hmm. and I lost a lot of my, you know, true self about you know my roots in America.、Mm-hmm. I I kind of wanted to erase all that and just wanted to melt into Japan,、mm-hmm. and I became too Japanese. And then that really was a stress on me, and that affected my music career as well.、Mm-hmm. Two Japanese, two、mm. Japanese, and so I mean, that kind of erased my whole identity.、Mm. Like I was just, there was no reason for me to be me because there was I was just trying to be someone else,、mm. and that in the music industry is not something that people want. I mean, that's the opposite of the artist's role.、Mm. Yes, exactly.、Mm. So. It took me very, very many years to be able to overcome that sort of wall within myself. But after nearly ten years, I finally feel like I am a good balance of、mm. who I was born as and、mm. who I also evolved into as a musician over the years in Japan. That's fantastic. That's yeah.、Lovely. So、mm. respect yourself, but also respect the environment that you are in. Is my advice when、mm. you want to make it in Japan. That's a lovely advice.、Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question, young lady. I was hitting up your、uh, your YouTube and I was looking through your music videos.、Mm-hmm. The song, I'm sorry, off the top of my head, I can't remember、oh, the name of the song.、You? The song you sung with the dude from Spy Air. Spy Air. You were singing on a、oh. freaking yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you shot this music video on a navy battleship. <laughs> <laughs> how did you just as someone who knows what goes into producing a music video? Savior song. How did you、song. get yourself onto a navy frigate? I was like, did they go to Okinawa? Did they bribe someone? What happened? Okay, this is a real miracle, even for myself.、Um, it's not. Every artist who gets a chance to do this, not even like a very famous a artist, can do this. And this is only possible because I miraculously had a wonderful fan who had a father who worked in the navy. Oh, oh wow! Okay,、yes. and so that sort of connected us to that, and so we were able to shoot on the ship. Yes, but it's usually off limits at all. Of course, and of it's, course. It's, it's a completely like not a museum. It's like、um, a ship that was actually doing work. It's、mm. like, yeah. So we had to wait until like the morning was over,、mm-hmm. and then、wow. we'd carry our cameras onto the ship, shoot for two hours, and then、um, move because it, they had to use the ship again. Wow. And then we had to cut out parts that were not. Uh, allowed to、uh, show on of camera, course, of course, of course, lots of、yeah. that. So it was, but it was amazing.、It、yeah, was, that would have been crazy. May、yeah. I? Was that in Okinawa? Was that Yokohama? Oh no, that was Yokohama. It was Yokohama. Okay, cool.、Yeah. I saw that and I was like, wait, just a second now. How is <laughs> what's going on? I was amazed. Yeah, Your I mean, next music video, you're going to be in like an F-18 or something. <laughs> <laughs> just Top Gun. <laughs>
You got the mask already. Yeah, yeah. You look like Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Already. <laughs> but it was. Let me tell you, it's not every day you can uh, sing in front of a cannon, like you know, yep. and yep. like True you know, you're, you're leaning on cannon. It's like and a real singing. one as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So. That is so amazing. You guys are full of stories. We have plenty more stories. How many more minutes remain in this podcast episode right now? Seven! We have oh, seven more than I expected. I thought we were down to three. Think of something. Well, I was going to ask. <laughs> that was all I threw you under the bus. I'm so sorry. That was awful. I'm so sorry. Um, what gave your popularity or your career a boost? What was like a moment that we were like, okay, boom. Singing on a ship or what could it be? What do you what do you think? Is it the ship or is it? I think like just challenging myself to a lot of new things. Like for example, that collaboration I did also was the first collaboration I had done, and oh, so right. it opened up a lot of doors. Wow. Um, helped me to, you know, learn about uh, new types of music, singing, all these things, and then that song really sort of shot off my career as like a fast rock and roller singing hmm. person you know and since <laughs> then all my songs have been like bpm 200 yep, and yep. like racing like just out of space and stuff and so like yeah thanks to that song all my concerts are like a battle between life and death for me <laughs> on stage because i'm always out of breath when oh I'm i understand like, that feeling. Mm. yeah so um, were you, were you, you were always a rocker, yeah, even before yeah. you listened to Japanese music and yeah. everything. Yeah, cool. I love who, rock and roll. Who are some of the bands you grew up listening to? I loved, like, British rock, emo rock. Okay. I listened to a lot of Green Day, Avril hey. Lavigne, All right. <laughs> Call Out Boy, My Chemical Romance. Oh, awesome. And, yeah, a lot of, uh, like... Even like the Beatles, I love the Beatles as well. Just rock and roller in general, and then also I, I, I did go through a stage where I listened to anything on the radio. So I, I'm a I'm a mix of a lot of things. What was the anime song that changed you? That made you go into wanting to become a, an anime singer, not just a singer, but an anime singer. Not particularly just one song, but it was uh, Detective Conan. Ah. ah, those rock and roll songs really changed my sort of. Um, opinion about like J rock, J pop in general, and that they could be used in anime because until then, you know, anime songs tended to be a little bit more like um, typical, you know, mm. an anime songs. They had the title in there mm. or they were very poppy or catchy, mm. but then they had a lot of rock and roll songs and not necessarily anime artists in general. So I was like, you know, this could be interesting. I want to try this. Yeah. Bang a ring. Mm. All right. So that was your your career boost was trying new things and finding your style in a yeah. way. What gave your career a boost? No, I'm, that's kind of why I pass it over to Neno first to really think about like what do I even have a career to boost? Is my is first it, question. Well, is it a lot of like networking? You own this you? building. I don't agree <laughs> that you definitely have no, a career. No, I think so. like um, there have been some advantages to being um, a very recognizable face um, within the industry and to. There have been some instances, you know, I've been very grateful for those instances where you go into a business situation or, you know, you introduce yourself and they say, yeah, I know. I know who you are. I know, you know, I've heard of you from this person. And it does help. I think I, maybe the word is authenticity, I think, when, you know, you go in and you say, hey, I want to take this artist overseas or I want to, you know, find a way to promote this person overseas or I want to you know, ensure that the fans overseas get the opportunity to hear from this artist in English 
you know, directly to them rather than having to go through, you know, translations and, and things like that. And, you know, who, who would you trust going in there? It's obviously going to be the guy who speaks Japanese fluently, but is from a U.S., you know, Western overseas background. Um, you know, again, you know, with the, the story that I have, that I brought, how I got into the industry and so on. I think authenticity is a big part of it. Um, and definitely the recognizability of being the only person. But I, I also think, and we've talked about this on the podcast as well, that um, there's a lot of expectations that are put on that person as well. Um, and I don't know that I've been able to meet up all of those yet to really get the big boosts so far. And I'm still looking for that, I think. Oh, okay. Seems like it's going quite well. <laughs> I appreciate Rather it. Rather well. You're doing quite well, yeah. Yeah, just, just slightly. Um, but Brandon, you also worked in music artist management. Yes, yeah? that's correct. So, are you? What's your musical taste? Musical taste, eighties. Eighties, one hundred percent the eighties. Really? Take on me. Take on me. Aha. Uh -huh. No, so like um, I basically, my mother and I. She would drive me to school in the mornings, right? And uh, she would always have the eighties station on in the car, so I was always <laughs> surrounded by that. I'm going to say that the soundtrack to Grand Theft Auto Vice City had a lot to do with it as well. Oh, wow! Because really? it's all 80s music. It was about, oh. what, eight, nine CDs of 80s music, and I loved it. That's how I got into it. But, yeah, Michael Jackson definitely. Uh, what, Judas Priest? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Who else could I think of off the top of my head? Just anything 80s. Like, if it's any of the you know top Duran, you know, Duran. hundreds. Sure, exactly. Any right. of the top hundreds from the 80s I like. Um, I don't listen to it too much, but like EDM as well. Um, I'll okay. use it in the background when I'm doing work and stuff like that, but I probably couldn't tell you like this artist or that a person. So did you specifically, when it came time to manage musical artists, did sure. you specifically say, I want to manage the 80s style? <laughs> style so artists? you would think so, right? Yeah. Um, in the company that I was working for, Hori Pro International, it's all any song kind of artists okay. or like voice actors, right? right? And so in that case, it's people who are doing that kind of like idol voice actor, kind of poppy kind mm -hmm. of music, right? But at least the people that I was working with most closely, they all had different genres that they were working with. And so it was interesting to see a range of different music for each of them. It's amazing, man. I reckon the time is probably looking pretty giddy giddy. This is some amazing conversation. One or two minutes. We're okay. going to keep it up <laughs> on episode two of Cat with Beard featuring a Nano Tell the World and Brandon. Cat the Cat, tell the people the things. Yes, so episode two, we're going to still have these wonderful guests here, but actually we're going to shift this conversation, part two of this conversation, over to your podcast oh, yep. Nano we'll the to the World so there's going to be a part two of this of this style and then another one later on again here on Cat with Beard well yes. I messed that up yeah <laughs> <laughs> you got it we get no really problem. confused now so you got to get pretty much uh, four different podcasts which yep. yeah, it's four amazing four Appreciate different it. tastes so we got to get that, get that a bonanza out. of content yes <laughs> um, where's where's your podcast where's your social media where's your internet yeah where can people Take find the, the podcast so I, I always do it at the end of ours yeah. so um but I can't say thank you very much for listening and coming to the end of this episode of Nana to the World. Thank I'll you very much anyway. for listening and come to the end of this episode of Cat with Beer with Japan. Yes! From Japan. From Japan. Um, you can find us, Nano and I, obviously on Twitter. Um, you can search for Nano to the World, uh, NTTW official on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can search for us on there as well. Uh, we put like all the behind the scenes kind of photos from our podcast up mm -hmm. on Instagram. Um, and yeah, the hashtag for the program is nano underscore world. So if you want to go ahead and send any like comments or questions that you might have to the hashtag, we'll check it out on there. And I usually drop a little heart on each of the ones that I read. So people yeah, can see the second it, so. half of this mm. episode will be on nano to the world yep. and on nano to the world, we will be 
taking the baton, turning the tables around, and interviewing these oh, wonderful people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the tables. Yes. <laughs> Chat with Beard from Japan yes. fans. Um, I know you already know a lot about these two, but maybe we might be able to dig up on yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. some dirt. Gossip for you. So make sure to check us out for the yep. second half. All right, All right. And Cat the Cat, people want to email us. Where do they do that? They uh, Nippon Edge, J O Q R dot net. But also, guys, don't forget we have our official. YouTube channel can actually see these beautiful faces that are sitting here right yes. now. It's a, there is the full podcast are there, so please check us out there as well. Follow, subscribe, like, all the things. And don't forget, if you're listening to this on a podcast, please rank this podcast five stars or five five 15, stars. whatever all the highest is. What's Kathy Cat's social media? Kathy Cat on TV. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, anywhere. I'm having a lot of fun. And Ladybeard, we're Lady going Ladybeard underscore Japan. And check out my pop group, Babybeard underscore Japan, on the internet. That's all we have time for today on Cat with Beard. We'll see you soon on Nano to the World. Cat with Beard! Beard! Goodbye! I missed my timing there. It's all right, try it again. Cat, Cat with, with Beard! Beard! Goodbye! <laughs>